0: Remember, waiting by faith doesn't mean you're sitting in some place or you're standing still. No, you're making progress even in the midst of what's going on.
1: This is Treasure Truth with pastor and author James Ford Jr., senior pastor of Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller and glad that you're with us as we continue to look at Hebrews chapter 11 today. We've been looking at the subject of faith, what it is, and how we grow in that. And, Pastor, it is good to be reminded that sometimes God does, in a sense, say, rest. You don't actually see what's going on. I want you to wait on me. But for some of us, that can be one of the most incredibly difficult things to do. If we're wired to be doers, if we're that type of person who just goes crazy sitting still, how do you learn to wait on the Lord? Well, and that's a difficult
2: question, too, especially with someone like me who's impetuous, a visionary, trying to move out. Generally, here's what I do, Steve. I ask myself, can I move out in faith? Hmm. And since I know that Romans 14 teaches whatsoever is not of faith is sin, then I know if I don't wait until I get clear direction from God, I'm actually sinning. Hmm. I'm actually running ahead of God. I'm like Abraham. I'm going to have an Ishmael before God sends me my Isaac. Okay. And so, you know, I try to avoid that at all costs. So Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 says this, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto your own understanding in all what does all mean all means all that's all all means in all your ways not some not most in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path that word direct from what i uh, heard from a uh, hebrew uh, scholar i guess he was a scholar he said it has a primary secondary and tertiary meaning primary guide. We hear sermons about that Mm -hmm. all the time. But secondary and tertiary, we don't. Secondary, remove obstacles that are in your way. Third, to get you to the desired place. So God says, if we do that, he'll guide us. While he's guiding us, obstacles will come up. We wait for him to move them. And then ultimately, like follow the leader, he takes us to the place he wants us to
1: be. Well, that's a great way to begin today's program by looking at what it means to wait on the Lord and what we do in the midst of that. We're going to continue to look at waiting on the Lord today as we continue a message waiting by faith. Here is Pastor Ford.
0: John chapter 21. Now, verse 1 tells us uh, that Jesus showed himself. It tells us that uh, disciples, verse 2 and 3, Peter said, I go a-fishing. The tense is Eris. So here's what it tells us. Peter decided that he's going back to fishing, not for a day. No, 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 no. He's going back to his fishing business. He's leaving ministry and going back to something that was familiar. I'm going to turn my back on God because ministry is too hard. I'm going to turn my back on God because folk that I'm trying to minister to don't act right. I'm leaving ministry. I'm giving it up because I can't deal with the pain. And what happens? Jesus comes and gets him like he always does. So they fish all night. You got to read it for yourself. It says, uh, it says, uh, 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 verse three, they went to fishing. They said unto him, we also go with thee. See, it shows you the influence of leadership. Peter influenced people for good, but he also influenced them for bad. And then what happened? They said, we go with you. Now, Matthew, you collect money. What you doing going fishing? You don't know nothing about no fish. Well, Peter's going fishing. I'm going fishing. Peter's my homie. He's my road dog. And I'm going to roll with him. They went forth and into a ship immediately, and that night they caught how much? Nothing. Then Jesus came. He said, children, remember we talked about that? I'm so glad that no matter how far I fall, I never cease being a child of God. And then what happens? He says, have you any meat? Here's what he's saying. Is what you doing working? Is, is what you doing, is, is that helping you any? No. You you, you left me for this, but it didn't do you any good. You working more, but you got got holes in your pocket. You trying to keep the relationship together your way instead of Yahweh, and it ain't working for you. Then he said this, throw your net on the other side. Now notice the text. Notice the text. It's powerful because how he left. Then then notice, notice the qualifiers in the text. There's three of them no doubt no delay no details it's right there watch this listen to what it says it says by faith abraham when he was called so here he is no doubt why because he's called it's ekaleo it means out of all the people god chose him now why did god choose him because god chose him You mean God chose him because God chose him? And that's why God chose him? That's right. God chose him because God chose him because God can choose who he wants to choose and you can't tell God he can't choose who he chose. Now, get this. How many saved folk in the house? Okay, out of all you saved folk, is anybody in your family not saved? Okay, let me tell you what God did. In the midst of everybody, God said, James Ford, come on down, he called me out because I am so handsome, say amen, amen, no, because I'm so intelligent, say amen, amen. come on baby, work with me baby, come on, (laughs) why did he choose me? because he chose me. That's all I can tell you because that's all the Bible says. The the Bible says he's sovereign, which means he's the boss and he can do what he wants to do. Now I know you're thinking, I'd have chose somebody else. Well, so would I because I know me. And I'm saying, I don't know why he would pick me to be somebody pastor and that's what you're saying. And God said, I'll put you there. That's why I don't, I don't sweat over what's happening somewhere else. You want to know why? Because the Bible says God has given gifts to the church. I'm your gift. That's right. He put us together. He knew what you needed. He knew what I needed. And he put us together. And that's why this is the only church I've ever been at. And by the grace of God, this is the only church I've ever gone past. That's it. All I'm trying to say is this. When someone says, thus saith the Lord, make sure the Lord said thus. But then notice no delay. Now look at this text. It says in verse 8, uh, to go into a place which he should after receive for inheritance, obey. Now, I got to tell you this. The word obey is not the normal word for obey. It's the word kuo, a preposition and the word to hear. The word literally means to hear under. Now, why do they translate it obey? Because the word has three denotations. One, to hear with the ear. Two, to place yourself under what you hear because whoever said it is superior to you. Three, to do everything in your power or as you are being empowered by the one who is superior to execute what you have been told. Now, it's a present participle. What does that mean? It means that as God spoke, he moved. He didn't pray. He didn't call a committee meeting. He didn't do anything, but God said, I'm calling you to come out of the Ur of Chaldees. Okay. And he started packing his bags. Boy, some of us would have still been down in Ur of Chaldees. Well, you know, I'm just praying about it. Lord ain't said nothing to me yet. Yeah. Yeah. No hesitation. That's what it means. No reservation, no expectation. But then notice, no doubt, no delay, no details. It says, and he went out not knowing whither he went. Now, I'm glad it didn't say whether he goes. It's telling us each step of the way had to be a step of faith. Keep going this way? Yes. Keep going this way? Yes. Uh, no, turn this way. I mean, it's a it's a step. By step, by step, process. See, most of us, we want everything filled in and we don't realize uh, that then that's walking by sight. Can you imagine a conversation between Abraham and Sarah? He's packing. Start packing, woman. Why? Because God said, come out into a place I will show you. Okay, well, where are we going? I don't know. But Yahweh said he will show us. Well, how long would it take to get there? I don't know. But Yahweh said he would show us. Well, what what will the route be like? I don't know. Yahweh said he would show us. Are there any dangers, toils, and snares? I don't know. Yahweh said he would show us. How will we know when we get there? I don't know. Yahweh said he would show us. See, we want the trip to be so smooth. And often it will be a bumpy ride because we're like this guy you know every every year him and his wife would go from Chicago to Mississippi and they get in the car and drive down everything okay yeah everything's okay they get around Kentucky three and a half hours away and she said I think I left the iron on what yes we were to get back the house will burn down so they turn around go back three and a half hours and the iron was off the next year They're on their way from Chicago to Mississippi. They get to the same place. He says, I think I left the iron on. He says, oh, baby, you did that last year. Oh, no, it's probably off. No, we can't take that chance. And three and a half miles back to Chicago, and the iron was off. That next year, they're getting ready to go down to Mississippi again they get down by Kentucky she said you know what I think I left the iron on I know you are gonna be upset but I think I left it on he said no you didn't we can keep on going she said no no I think I did he said no you didn't we can keep on going she said uh-uh no 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 how can you be so sure that I didn't leave it on he reached under the seat and said cuz here you go right here here it go and that's the way we want our trip We want it smooth, Elder, don't we? We don't want no bumps. We don't don't want no do-overs, no turn. We don't want any of the things that God is going to allow happen in the midst of that trip that's going to develop us so that we're ready when we get there for what he got for us.
1: You're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor and Author James Ford Jr., and we're going to continue this Bible teaching in just one moment. It's a message entitled Waiting by Faith, look at Abraham from Hebrews chapter 11. Well, if you miss any broadcast in the series, come to our website. You can order copies on CD, download MP3s, or simply listen online through your computer. Our website address is treasuredtruthradio.org. Well, it's time to get back to the message. Once again, here is Pastor Ford.
0: We want all the details filled in. That's not faith. i going to ask some questions. Can you trust God when he doesn't give you any answers? Can you leave your comfort zone and just trust him? Can you give Jesus the blank check of your life signed and let him fill it in? Can you say where he leads me, I will follow. I'll go with him all the way. When God says go, will you start walking, not knowing what's going to happen during the trip? But confident to know that whatever happens, it can't stop you. Because you've already been promised an inheritance. Remember, waiting by faith doesn't mean you're sitting in some place or you're standing still. No, you're making progress even in the midst of what's going on. And there will be problems, okay? Uh, Let me tell you this. One dark Friday, (laughs) the devil and his demons. Uh, had instigated the crowd to say crucify him, crucify him. The same crowd that had been hollering Hosanna, Hosanna uh, on Thursday was now I mean, on Monday was saying crucify him, crucify him on Friday. Ain't people fickle? They with you one day and they against you the next day. Ain't people fickle? Yeah. Talk with you one day. Talk about you the next day. Ain't people fickle tell you they're behind you don't tell you how far behind you aren't people fickle and so what happened he's hung up on the cross and all of hell is rejoicing hey hey he's gone it's over but I tell you it was a dark Friday Uh, but as the old preacher would say early Sunday morning the sun rose here's what I came to tell you that right now you're waiting on god and 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 the devil is having a field day with all of his demons it's friday but sunday's coming it's friday and your body is wracked with pain but i came to tell you sunday's coming it's friday and your marriage relationship is messed up but i came to tell you sunday's coming it's Friday and your children are snorting and sniffing and smoking and but, but I'm telling you, it's Sunday's coming. Yeah, yeah, your job just downsized or you lost it. It's Friday, but I came to tell you, Sunday's coming. Yeah, that whatever your situation is, it's a dark Friday, but Sunday is coming. And when the sun comes, he has healing in his ways. He's the one that's going to take us over and take us through and take us above our circumstances. I close. Uh, uh, sister, she's a believer in the Lord, she got pregnant in 2000. And uh, her name is Julie Armas. She was pregnant. And Julie had a sonograph and a, uh, what do you call the other thing, uh, ultrasound. It revealed that her fetus had spina bifida. That means the child was going to be severely disabled. As a matter of fact, may not even make it out of the womb. The average person would have aborted that baby given that information and let me just say that that fetus was a baby. Life begins at conception. Jeremiah said he knew me when I was in my mother's womb. And I'm not here to try to make anybody feel guilty. If you've already had one, he can forgive you for that as well. Uh, But if you're contemplating, don't do it. Don't do it. 50 million babies murdered. That's what it is. That's what it is. That's what it is. And so she refused because she's a believer and she's pro-life. And she said, I know God has given me this baby, but she knew of a doctor. His name is Dr. Joseph Bruner and Dr. Joseph Bruner came up with a new procedure where you corrected what was wrong with the baby while it was a fetus in the womb. And so what Dr. Bruner did in 2000 was perform this operation on Julie, opened up her womb and operated on the fetus while it was in her womb. Say, what in the world is going on? This is, it was on, it was on the front page of Newsweek magazine. This is the picture of the fetus grabbing the doctor's hand while the doctor was working on correcting what was wrong with the fetus. Let me, now get this, get this. That baby is 21 weeks in the womb, not even out of the womb. And what is he doing? Samuel Alexander Armus is his name. He's 10 years old now. He, he, he's perfect. He has no problems whatsoever. Let me tell you why. Because there was a specialist who came and invaded him while he was confined in darkness. While he was messed up and his future, place where he was going when he got there, had very few opportunities because of the defect. But the specialists came down and opened up the darkness in the place that was confined that in a few months would not be able to hold him anymore so that he'd have to go to his new place, but he would be handicapped when he got there. But the specialists worked on him fixed him up not for where he was in the womb but getting him ready for where he was going after he left because you gotta let go and give it up before you can get what god has and what did he do he said i just want to give thanks i just want to grab the hand of the man who fixed me up i just want to grab the hand of the man who's the specialist who knows all about me, who can fix my defects. So when I get where I'm supposed to be, I'll be what I'm supposed to be. And I just came to see if there's anybody that's in the darkness of where you're confined right now that is willing to grab the hand of the specialist, the one who's going to fix you up and prepare you for where you're going because the space you're in is too confining and he wants you to be ready when you get out to do what God wants you to do. I wonder, is there anyone who would say, Jesus, hold my hand while I run this race? Because I can't run this race and I close, you've been so gracious. But listen, there was our Savior dying on the cross. On the confined places with the sins of the world on him. He hadn't defects, but he took all of our defects and the se- and the seventh word from the cross. He said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit that Jesus gave up the ghost and died for us. Went down in a bar too stayed there all day Friday night all day Saturday morning but early 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 Sunday morning he got up with all power in his hand say yeah say yeah yeah that's my savior died for me that's my savior, set me free. Yeah, uh uh-huh. yeah. I always want to do that. I always want to do that. Yeah, got faith. Got faith. Got faith. Got faith. And have it as an exclamation. I gave it as a question. Got faith? And you ought to say, got faith? Got faith? Yeah. Yeah, don't question. Because, like Abraham, I'm going to leave behind who and what I need to leave behind to get who and what God has waiting for me.
1: Got faith? What a great conclusion to this message on Abraham from Pastor Ford. You're listening to Treasure Truth, and the complete series is called We Walk by Faith. It's available on our website when you go to treasuretruthradio.org. Well, today is the very last day to give a gift of any amount and support Moody Radio and request a book by David Platt called Counterculture. We've been talking about it all month, and maybe you've been meaning to give us a call or go online to get a copy, but you just haven't gotten around to it. Well, now's the time to do so, and there are a couple of ways to get in touch with us. First, call us at 888-644-7660 or go online to treasuretruthradio.org. Well, we're living on the front lines of a cultural battle. Issues like immigration reform, racism, abortion, and poverty are tearing our nation in two. And as Christians, we need to know how to respond. In Counterculture, David Platt maps out a path for action, a path that balances between compassion and truth. And as you read, you're going to see how the gospel offers solutions to the struggles that we face, but not in a hit you over the head kind of way. Platt calls on us to be servant leaders without compromising clear Bible teaching. You know, this book is a must read for individuals and small groups, so contact us today with a gift of any amount and ask for counterculture before it's too late. Again, our number is 888-644-7660 or go online to treasuretruthradio.org. Our producer is Amy Rios, I'm Steve Hiller, and Pastor Ford joins us again tomorrow on Treasure Truth, a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.